You're listening to Your Art Friends, Beth Radloff and Andrew Thompson. They're about to have a thoroughly unserious discussion about art. But don't worry, whether you're Da Vinci or the Worst, there's room on this palette for every color. If this is your first time listening to Creatives Brainstorm, be forewarned, because once you start looking at life like an artist, there's no undo button. I'm Beth. And I'm Andrew. And, and we're, we're your, your art, art friends. friends. Let's hang out for the duration of the time code. Yes. Andrew, I have to make money. God damn it. <gasps> what? In a capitalist environment, you have to make money? No way. Uh-huh. We are about to move, my husband and I. We purchased a townhouse, which I am so thankful for. Can't believe that we could do it. We managed to be able to do it after saving for years and years. Uh, But it was a big stinky townhouse, and we've spent the last seven months renovating the townhouse, and you guys have heard me talk about it on the podcast, but we are on the precipice of moving. My ass is going to be in a different room for the rest of the show. And because it's been seven months of renovations, we ain't got no money anymore. And so I can't go and be only an independent artist. I had to start picking up freelance again. And I've started picking up freelance again. And like, I like my clients and the jobs are cool. And that's great. But oh, I'm so mad. (laughs) I'm so mad because what happens inadvertently is you pick up these jobs and then all you want to do is work on personal work. Yep. So I'm just like desperately like, when can I film a YouTube video? When can I sit down and work on my monkey piece? When can I put my shop back together? It's like, Beth, no, do the thing that's going to do the thing that you promised somebody that you were going to do. And why do you feel so motivated right now when uh, three weeks ago you like played video games every day, all day? Because your brain needed a break and your break was playing video games. I wish that was true. You sound like my mom who's like, yes, honey, everything that you do is right. And I'm like, but I don't think that I don't think so. (laughs) I'm just saying I can't critique you when I go and spend like an entire day playing Magic the Gathering. Maybe you needed that. Maybe you needed the break. See, now you sound like your mom. How's (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So that's where I'm at. Deeply inspired to do the stuff that I'm not supposed to be doing. How about you? Uh, I'm done with the big job. Oh, my God. Oh, I finished the 56th illustration on Saturday night. Congratulations. Not late either. It was like 7 p.m. What? Yep. That wasn't like a midnight deadline. Nope. I got to get it in. You're so cool. I try. That's so, that's so fucking cool. And then I lit my, my candle that smells like getting things done ahead of the deadline. And it was a fantastic evening. Do you have like a little shrine of gemstones and candles that are all like manifest your best self (laughs) stuff? I, yes and no. I do have a candle in my studio that smells really good. And when I have a day that I'm going to be in here for a really long time, I like to light it. 
a ritual. Yeah. It's it's a nice little like, okay, gotta get in this mindset. I got this nice cinnamon apple candle going. It smells delicious in here. Do you take your rose quartz and touch your chakras with it? Even the gooch one? Yes, but if rose quartz was like a foil magic card, that's like one of my favorite magic cards. You touch your gooch with your favorite foil magic card? It's in a sleeve. That's it's, so cool, it's dude. It's a protective sleeve. Always got to put it in a protective sleeve. Yeah. I respect. <laughs> that's so exciting. Yeah. So what's next? Um, Other freelance that I've your put money? off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, I have I have a couple other small freelance jobs. And then, of course, this weekend, I felt like <laughs> the the universe found out that I was done with like this huge time commitment. And then it decided mm-hmm. to be like, oh, hey, since you clearly have all this free time, we're going to bombard you with people being like, hey, are you open for commissions? Do you want to do a comic book cover? Do you want to make some like magic related accessory art? <laughs> Is that what happens at the end of January? Because similarly, yeah. by some stroke of the universe's goodwill, uh, I went, oh, God, I need money. And everyone I know was like, hey, you want money for your services? Perhaps that's just beginning of the year. We have our budgets. Let's hire people stuff. Maybe. Well, for today's topic, I've decided that we're going to talk about gray versus gray. But first, Andrew, would you rather paint with gray or with gray? Oh, um. Wait, I think I fucked the whole thing up and I got to go back because you know what I didn't do? What? Listeners, I'm so sorry. I didn't define <laughs> any of that. You just heard me say the same word two times and I shouldn't have. I, I'm sorry. Gray as in G-R-A-Y and then gray as in G-R-E-Y. Mm. Gray versus gray. It's been a debate forever. And you've heard it probably in your family at the dinner table. That's what we fight about. Is it gray with an A? Is it gray with an E? I wish that was the We're Thanksgiving here. discussion. <laughs> <laughs> what, it's not for you? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't have a family of artists. So? There, there's an engineer, uh, a teacher, and a uh, accountant slash uh, secretary. And you're telling me that these people don't deeply care about the discussion about the conflict yes that is correct wow how how every day i think about it every day i lay in bed i stare at the ceiling and i say which one which one is the true (laughs) the true chosen one we may never know well would you rather use gray with an a or gray with an e i think i'm gonna give you probably the the shortest answer I've ever given for a would you rather question on this podcast. And I'm going to say I would paint with gray. We, we have stumbled upon a problem. We've stumbled upon a problem in our audio podcast. An unforeseen dilemma. Cause I don't know what Andrew means. I would go with, G-R-A-Y, because not only does it have A in it, which is the first letter of my name, but it also feels more informal. And I, myself, as a brand 
for my, you know, art and illustration, I'm a little on the informal side and kind of goofy. And I feel like Gray has this air of like goofiness and like it knows what it is. But Gray with an E is like fancy. Gray's your rich uncle. Yeah. Gray with an E wears a tie. It does. It also sounds like the descriptions of the color of the year from Pantone when it talks about itself. (laughs) Does Pantone have a color description for gray, dude? They do have. So in 2021, they did have a gray, but it was G-R-A-Y. It's ultimate gray. (gasps) Ultimate gray. I see. Well, I think G-R-E-Y is a state of mind and not a state of spelling. So even though they spelled it with G-R-A-Y, they say it like G-R-E-Y. Can you read the gray Pantone description to me? The ultimate gray? Because this might give us a guiding light for which one perhaps we should choose. I'm undecided. Yes, let me pull it up. The quote that I have found for ultimate gray is referencing the secondary color that they picked for 2021, which was a vibrant yellow. And it goes like this, the union of an enduring ultimate gray with a vibrant yellow illuminating expresses a message of positivity supported by fortitude, practical and rock solid, but at the same time, warming and optimistic. This is a color combination that gives us resilience and hope. We need to feel encouraged and uplifted. This is essential to the human spirit. Gray? Well, this is in in combination with yellow because they were talking about the two together. I disagree entirely, though. Do you think gray is hopeful? Well, okay. I think if we're talking just specifically just the gray and not the two together, because that bit was about both of them together. This one says a marriage of color conveying a message of strength and hopeful. Nope. That's also talking about that as well. Is there, do they mention just the gray? I still don't think yellow and gray translates to hope for me. It just makes yellow like and gray poop makes green. me think of Nord's. Oh, poops. What? It just makes like that baby poop green. It just makes like blah green. Like, or like yeah, that. nothing hopeful about baby poop green or like nasty Dijon mustard. Well, I do like Deshaun Mustard. That's it's misleading of a statement. What are those sweaters that everybody in my high school wore? North Face. <laughs> Yellow and gray, and then add like a soft pink into that mix, is very North Face. It's very Uggs. It's very of, of that aesthetic. Yeah. And that aesthetic is hiding in the bathroom and waiting for class to end. <laughs> Not hopeful at all. <laughs> Counting down the minutes. Counting down the minutes. That's what G-R-E-Y is. G-R-A-Y lives in the present, lives in the moment. G-R-E-Y floats above, judges, and waits for death. G-R-E-Y is the cat, and G-R-A-Y is the dog. Yes! (laughs) G-R-E-Y is the drive to school. G-R-A-Y is the drive home. So G-R-E-Y is April Ludgate, and G-R-A-Y is... Andy Dwyer. Yes. G-R-E-Y is the goose. G-R-A-Y likes to drink it. (laughs) G-R-E-Y is client work and G-R-A-Y is personal work. It's personal work. (laughs) Oh, no. Do we have a very obvious winner in the gray versus gray immediate discussion? (laughs) 
Maybe. I mean, may, you know what? Context is key, perhaps. Yeah. Because if I go into if I go into the office and I need to, I have a job interview, right? And I'm dressed up for my job interview, and I enter into the office. Are you going to wear like, gray well, or gray? What? That's the question. <laughs> I don't think I wear gray. I think I wear gray. <laughs> I think in that context, I got to go April Ludgate. Yeah. I got to go drive to school. Yeah. You want to show them that you're no nonsense and you're like business. Business Beth. Business Beth earns money. Gray with the E is a money maker. Gray with the A is a money spender. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are those the two di- two different bosses? Today they are. <laughs> Today we have two bosses and it's Gray v. Gray. Who would you, oh, who would you rather work for? Here's a good question. Would you rather work for E. Gray or A. Gray? Gray. Oh, it happened. It happened again. <laughs> Sorry, that's my favorite dumb joke of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I would work for A. Gray. A. Gray would be the fun boss. The boss with like nerf well, fun guns. Fun boss is loosey goosey. Yeah. Fun boss uh, messes up managerial styles, and you have to work overtime a lot with fun boss. Okay, mm-hmm. this is my new would you rather. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, his managerial style is, is too loose and you will you will sacrifice nights and weekends because he didn't plan very well. But you like him. You would have a beer with him. You guys get along. Whereas E-Boss... Mm-hmm. He's got fun makeup on his face. No, E-Boss... <laughs> <laughs> very Ooh. well to do. Very put together. That's the only exception is E-Boss says uwu sometimes. Uh, dignified, probably has sex real aggressively, but doesn't matter. It's not part of it. It's not part of your relationship with him. Um, no. is <laughs> not a cuddler. You, it's just no, E-Boss is not a cuddler. E-Boss has what, sex genes. What is it in the Fifty Shades book? I didn't read it. I didn't either. <laughs> Oh, I think there's sex genes, and that's what E-Boss owns. Uh, okay. Anyway, you clock in, you clock out. It's reliable, but it is a very office-like office. Toys are not encouraged on the desk. See, I'm so far removed from the office setting at this point that I'm I'm struggling to pick because... I don't like working overtime and I don't think that's fair or good. Yeah. But I also really don't like working in an environment like that where, where it's all business and no fun and you can't have fun little things on your desk or decorate your cubicle or things like that. And this is me going back like five, six years to when I was working a corporate job last i haven't had a cubicle or an office or anything since then so you can make a decision based on how you feel right now i think ay i think i'm gonna be happier with ay i'm with you i feel the same way i think my soul would be crushed with ey yeah ey will attract like-minded eyers A-Y. EY is into NFTs. Dude, AY is also into NFTs. <laughs> both EY. But the group. Both, 
E gray. Why are we saying E Y? <laughs> Both E gray and A gray like NFTs, but they like different kinds of NFTs. Yeah. Like E gray is the monkeys. Definitely owns. No, I disagree. Oh. I think E Y owns foundation NFTs and A Y owns the fucking monkeys. <laughs> AY is like into crypto, EY is into investing. AY has Dogecoin. AY has so too. AY bought Dogecoin after Dogecoin exploded. Yeah. AY has lost so much money on Dogecoin. <laughs> yeah. Or is it Shiba Coin? They're, they're, What's the one that like went I think those are two separate recently. things. They are. But one of them has been around and we've talked about it for a lot. We haven't, but people have and then the other one just re- i don't want to talk about shit i don't know <laughs> i think it was shiba coin like had you invested in the shiba inu coin three years ago you would be like a trillionaire right now kind of a but they're it's all trash yeah <laughs> by the way my husband's dad called me yeah. and was like hey we got in a low-key fight about how crypto is mined because I didn't believe you when you told me the truth. And then I found out the truth from somebody else and it was exactly what you said. And I apologize to you because you were right and it's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good on him. I was like, wow, thank you. That's really cool of you to do. Yeah. Also, I agree. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> Makes no sense. It's just a step away from just admitting that money is made up and fake. <laughs> yeah. I think that your art friend's official, if anybody was curious, the your art friend's official stance on NFTs is we're watching. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we're, we're watching it happen. Yep. We occasionally check OpenSea to see if somebody stole our artwork and then report it. Yep. I would definitely work under the A gray boss because everybody else who works under the A gray boss is like there to have a good time. Yeah. My last boss was definitely an A, A gray. If you were to use him as paint, was he thick or thin? Oh. God, I hope he... Sean, if you ever listen to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sean, what's your viscosity, dude? Uh, he He's a Boston born, born and raised boy. Boston's pretty thick. So I think thick, like, like chowder thick. Like the type of thick, thick that you need to like use a palette knife to... Just kind of smooth out a little bit. Oh, he's a spreadable gray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a weird way to describe somebody. <laughs> I mean, he's you a know heavy thick body spreadable paint. gray, guys. He's a heavy he's body paint. He's a heavy body paint. <laughs> and you know thin, thin, wispy people. I won't name them, but I've worked with a lot of them. Yep. Stand your ground, transparent sister. <laughs> E. Gray also does, on this topic of viscosity of paint, E. Gray does sound like it would be more likely to describe paint that is very fluid versus paint that is thick. I agree. I think E. Gray, the benefit of the fluidity of the E. Gray paint is that you can layer and build upon it in a sophisticated, beautiful way. Ah. That's you can get some Sam Wolf Connolly type pieces out of, of an E Gray. Yeah. A Gray can't do that. A Gray's uh, the cover of the New York Times, sure. Are there any other parameters with which we can define 
A gray and E gray. Round and sharp. A gray is is round and soft, and E gray is sharp and pointy. Yes. Can we make a Your Art Friends personality test (laughs) that will categorize you as E gray or A gray? That would be so good. Ah. We don't have time to make the personality test, but if somebody out there is just putzing around for the weekend and like, I don't have anything to do, you know what? I, no, I'm not going to ask our audience to make a personality test for us, yeah. but if you wanted to, we would share it. Yeah. I'm not going to ask you to. I am going to suggest that if you do, make the questions really fucking weird. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I invite you to be like, you're in the woods. You've encountered a bear. What do you do? You lay down a trail of honey back to your cabin and you've prepared three bowls of porridge prior to leaving. And then you sit and wait and record it on a camera. Big A gray energy that. <laughs> yes. Conversely, you create your own little hidey hole where you observe the bear. You watch the bear daily. Eventually, you learn the bear's habits, the ins and outs of its life. You'd learn to imitate the bear. You kill the bear's friend and wear its skin. You now approach the bear with the bear's skin on. You befriend the bear. You are a bear. <laughs> it's definitely E-gray. You and I are A-gray energy. Mm-hmm. My husband's A-gray energy. Is Gressel's E-gray energy. Yeah. <laughs> Gressel's the E-gray to our A-grays. Yep. He keeps us on track. <laughs> I had a dream about him last night where uh, I was showing him my new bathroom and he was strapped to my chest like a baby. <laughs> was he was he adult sized or was he baby sized? He was adult sized. It was very weird. It's <laughs> so much better. It's so much better. <laughs> I don't understand it. And like he wasn't acting like a baby. He was as, as if I had brought him over to my home like a friend would. And just looked at stuff. He just happened to be adult Grussell strapped to my chest in a Bjorn, God. a baby Bjorn. I wanted his <laughs> legs kicked up. I just want to see a, a skit somewhere where they do that. <laughs> it's just like a full grown adult in a baby Bjorn. That's he was so tired. Funny. It was because he was tired and I was being a good friend. Oh, you're so nice. Am I? Yeah, you're holding your full grown adult friend in a baby Bjorn. <laughs> <laughs> You're also really, really strong in your dream. Yeah. And real life. <laughs> anyway, we don't have to talk about my weird dreams about our podcast producer. <gasps> oh, okay. Uh, you know what that is? a minute. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> We've been employed, employed by the Great Artist Council, Council. Roy G. And Biv, Biv to write prophetic, prophetic the weekly artist newsletter, a super real, real. and secret publication that proves that art Perhaps talent is actually just magic, and the only way to know how to use it is to have a subscription. 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 Oh man, it has been a while since we've done this. It's kind of. Oh, hope we're not rusty here. Uh, yeah, I think gray versus gray. I think the newsletter should have, like, a, a stance on Gray v. Gray, especially since we're talking about it this week. I, I agree. Do you think it would be a warm and cool thing? Like, warm gray and cool gray kind of a thing? 
So it'd be like a preference thing? Maybe. Uh, 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 what was uh, Oh my gosh, are you okay? Whoa! Your eyes just like went back into your head there. Did they? It felt like it. I, I just got a, a flash of a memo in my head. I think it was from Roy G and Biv. It is. It's from Roy G and Biv. <gasps> oh, they're, they're upset. They don't want us to talk about this. I mean, they do call the shots. It seems like they don't want us to put words in their mouth. What, what did they say? You mentioned a uh, uh, memo. That's right. Sorry, I'm just recovering from, from that flash of like telekinetic communication. This is wild. Um, right, okay. So they want me to say, we, the Artist Council of Roy, G, and Biv, do hereby declare neutrality in regards to the debate, Gray v. Gray. It is inappropriate for us to have a say due to a significant internal conflict of interest. You see, it is familial. (gasps) Our esteemed cousin Gray, over time, has cooled on our other esteemed cousin Gray. And the two of them have been locked in a heated debate since the beginning of perceived value. Thusly, it would be inappropriate for us to weigh in on this topic. It is with our greatest hope that these issues can be resolved amongst the populace without divine interference. To reiterate, our official stance is one of neutrality, and the molecular choice and temperature of said neutrality is to be decided by cultural flow, i.e. you and your art friends. (sighs) You gotta try that. It looked uh, like an experience. Do you know how hard it is to come up with words out of my own brain to say with my mouth? It feels incredible to have gods make me say things. No work. That was no work. It was, it was easy, breezy, beautiful. <laughs> I'm a cover girl. You are. Of our weekly artist council <laughs> newsletter. I'm on the front of it yeah. today. Wow. Okay, sorry, enough about me. There's drama in the family? Wow. Gray and Gray, cousins. What do you think the drama is? What do you think the drama is? Dude, do you think the other one stole the other one's dog? Or maybe one of them cut the hair off of the other one's Barbie when they were little, and they've held the grudge ever since. Do gods play with Barbies, dude? What's a god's Barbie? Is it people? (laughs) Maybe. I wonder if it's one of those things. You know how sometimes families get into fights about bullshit and then later on you find out that your relatives haven't talked to each other for 20 years and no one knows why? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that could be it. Maybe one knows an embarrassing secret about the other one. Maybe one prefers peanut butter and jelly to peanut butter and marshmallow cream. Do you think that's it? Could be. We don't know. Are they twins? They gotta be twins. They're probably twins. They're... Yes, they are twins. It's gonna say that now. Roy G and Biv have cousins that are twins, and they're named Gray with an A and Gray with an E. And hopefully, those cousins do fit the archetypes that we have defined, because, hey, we're supposed to be the ones who decide the cultural flow. And their moms and... Their mom and dad is white and black. (laughs) (gasps) Wait, light and darkness? (laughs) (laughs) what wait what (laughs) what does that make roy g and biv 
Because if they're cousins, then that means that light and darkness would be the aunt and the uncle to Roy G and Biv. So who created Roy G and Biv? Do we know? I, I don't think we know yet. I don't think we know yet. I don't think we can know yet. You know how ants can't perceive of human beings? <laughs> Do you know about that? <laughs> I mean, I can see no, in your eyes that this is not something you've considered. Yeah. <laughs> Trying yeah, to think how to answer that question because it was like, just it honestly, you can sense. say no. It makes sense. Yeah. Ants can't perceive the enormity of humans, right? It's like a thing in philosophy, is what it is. Uh, and I'm saying that perhaps we, like the ants, can't perceive the enormity of the color daddy god who produced Roy G. and Biv. I mean, that makes sense. There, there are colors we can't perceive. Exactly. There's an entire spectrum of ultraviolet <laughs> light that the bees... Can the bees understand color daddy god? This is opening up so many questions. <laughs> like... Is ultimate color daddy god ultraviolet? Is it the colors that we cannot perceive? And Roy G and Biv are just, they, they just happen to be the colors that we can perceive? Maybe ultraviolet is like the brothers and sisters of Roy G and Biv. Those who came first. Yeah. It's like a pantheon of, of We're just of creating like Roman yeah, gods. I was just about to say like Greek gods of color. Jeez. But, but like the source, we don't know what the source is, man. The eye of the universe, <laughs> that which sees color first, who hath birthed the goddesses with is which it just a, uh, we a, do not receive a, a paycheck. really cool eye? Because it's I don't know. Because I the bees are all who know. The bees, the bees know. know. Andrew, I don't Save know. The bees. Save the bees, for through them, knowledge come. Hi, I'm Beth, and you know that. But what you might not know is that I'm a Denic Notebook ambassador. So why? Well, back in 2018, my tax man told me I needed a planner, so I just went into an Office Depot and grabbed a cute one. It was made by a company called Denik, and that started one of the most long-term relationships of my life because I liked that planner so much, I went ahead and bought five of their Stay Flat notebooks. I signed up for their ambassador program because I was already telling people to buy them. No one asked me to make this ad. I had to look up what they're called, but I just love the classic Lay Flat notebooks. They have a Smithsone binding so their spines look tidy on a shelf. They're the perfect A5 size, and most importantly, they do indeed lay flat on your desk, regardless of what page you're turned to. I've never had to fight these to get them to stop creeping closed while I'm writing. And Denik works with and pays a wide range of artists to create illustrations for their velvety soft covers. So, if you're in need of a notebook, planner, or even sketchbooks, head over to Denik.com. That's D-E-N-I-K. Dot com and enter code BRAD, B-E-R-A-D, at checkout for 15% off your order. That's denic.com. Find your favorite thing there and then enter code BRAD at checkout for 15% off your order. Thanks. Back to the show. Hey, Beth. 
Yes, Andrew. Can I tell you about color? Give me what you get. What color is a mirror? No. (laughs) (laughs) What color is a mirror? It sounds like a paradoxical question, but the answer is actually surprisingly straightforward. Silver. It's a faint shade of green. What? Actually. Says who? Is it science? Uh, Says an article from Mental Floss and also backed up by Hank Green, the internet science daddy. Oh, how do we know? (laughs) So the majority of household mirrors are constructed using a soda lime silica glass substrate and a silver backing. This combination is what gives mirrors their greenish hue. And evidence of the greenish hue is uh, reflected in an experiment when you put two mirrors facing each other because it creates like a, a, oh, a mirror, a reflection like out. tunnel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the further back you go, the more you see evidence of that green. That's true. Reflection. That's true. It's It's like... It's a very 2000s bathroom green. You know how you used to see a lot of shelves? Maybe you still see a lot of shelves that are made of glass in bathrooms and the edges of them have that kind of aquamarine, tealy green color. And then you have the mirrors in all parts of the bathroom and you look at yourself in the big mirror bathroom and it's just like a a seafoam monstrosity of the back of your head. I have vivid memories of the bathroom um inside of this condo that my grandma used to have in Florida we would go visit it and i remember feeling very like ocean vibes and seafoam green and everything was super cheesy like ocean vibes with chairs that were that wicker like style that weaved wicker wicker chairs one might say yes those <laughs> <laughs> But, like, everything was accented with blue. Hank Green, the science internet daddy, has also talked about how color isn't a native thing to an object. So when you Mm -hmm. turn off light, things become colorless because color is perceived light bouncing off of a surface. So, um, actually, is a mirror really color at all? (laughs) (laughs) It does bounce light off. But if you turn the light off in your grandma's bathroom, does the mirror have color? It has the potential to have color. We all have the potential to have color. The question I asked was a yes or no one, you fuck. (laughs) (laughs) No. Correct. Based on Hank Green's earlier video about taking taking light away from from objects. Based on science. Nothing. Based on truth. But that's interesting about mirrors, dude. Thanks for thanks for letting me know. Yeah, I thought it was really cool and interesting. I wonder if you can make mirrors instead of out of the lime, soda lime silicate. I wonder if you could do something where it's like tinted a different color. Coca-Cola silicate. 7-Up <laughs> silicate. Mountain Dew Baja Blast silicate. <laughs> What would you like to lick? Only at Taco Bell. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? It never fails. Oh, the noises. Oh, 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 I don't know if I like it. 
I don't know if I like it. We'll see. Maybe I like it. It never fails that each week we see someone do something creative that makes us say, why didn't I think of that? So before we move on with the show, let's applaud those who did it first. Andrew, kick us off. Uh, So my why didn't I think of that? It comes from TikTok this week, and it is a artist who they create their work by layering 60 plus layers of paint and then they carve into it to expose the different colors of paint. Ooh, I've seen this done with fingernail polish. Oh, wow. A jawbreaker That's... style artworks. Oh. Don't worry, it you you don't hurt That's the nail. Interesting. I saw your face go. Yeah, yeah no, no, I I understand. No, 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 no. It wasn't like a, a, a oh, okay. in disgust. It was like a, oh, like that would be mind blowing to see at that scale. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Also, like I feel like you'd have to sit there for such a long time to get that done. Miserable. It would be miserable all day. Takes so long to dry. But keep telling me about this guy's vibe. Um, so the artist, let me actually pull up the video so I can get the name right. Um, cause the video that I'm found originally is this wonderful old fellow who taught art for a long time. And he often talks about other artists techniques and analyzes them. And he's just very wholesome. He's like an art grandpa essentially, but the artist's name is Hannah Jensen art. And he, her work is full of, 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 you know, paintings like this. And it's a combination of sculpture and painting. And so I just think it's really cool and interesting. I'm looking at the video now. And you didn't say that she's using lino cut carving tools to reveal yeah. the layers of paint. So yeah. this is a carving. I would call this a carving, not a painting. I mean, but even even with the painting that goes before carving into it. Because she paints every single well, layer of would paint. You, would you call scratch paper art a painting? But it's scratch paper, you're buying the paper. It's already prepared. You're not painting it. Well, somebody had to prepare it. Do you think it was somebody or do you think it was a, a machine? It doesn't matter. I'm saying that it's, <laughs> the, it's a one-to-one where the, the scratch paper, you have to scrape it away or carve it away to reveal the image. And then this here, yeah. I mean, it's not a fight worth having. I don't know why I'm like getting so up in arms about <laughs> this, like, this, this is, is why gray and gray fight. <laughs> I'm being very, this e- is the fight. <laughs> I'm being very e-gray right now. And I apologize to you. <laughs> it's okay. But yeah, very cool. I can't imagine how long it takes to do that. In your wrists. The thing that keeps me away from carving is because I want to keep my wrists healthy for the rest of my life. And I don't know how to do that if I'm using <laughs> tools that you need pressure for. Anyway, similarly to you, my why didn't yeah. I think of that this week is a cool piece of art. It's a motion graphics piece, actually. This thing's coming from Twitter user at Galyra1, and it's a video project of a bunch of different 3D televisions like 3d rendered televisions stacked together and each of the monitors of the television and they're like old 90s tv sets each of the monitors shows a different kind of peekaboo into a collective image but over time through animation the image which is like this this sexy lady it flashes to show her skeletal structure um to show aurora's other like 
flashing images that kind of create a vibe. It's very cyberpunk. It's very it's, anime. It's cool. Um, they also... <laughs> it's very also, e-gray. Yeah. Very <laughs> e-gray. There's also a little uh, uh, phone that is where her coochie coochie is, and it keeps flashing pictures of moths and their, the artist's logo and other... Um, namely... I did clock that. <laughs> not very phallic. Well, it wouldn't be phallic. Yeah. What's what the opposite of phallic? Yannick. Admittedly, the images that are flashing in the little phone graphic are, are not Yannick images, but they're, they're obscure and a little coochie cooch. Anyway, I That's think it's cool. rad. I think it's cool. And I saw it and I went, ah, why didn't I think of that? Because as nice. a motion graphic artist, I can do stuff like that. So we've talked a lot about, you know, E-Gray and A-Gray. From our perspective. But we thought it would be wise to do some research and find some of the top art brands that make the products that we use. And I noticed that you talked about Pantone earlier on in the episode. And Pantone's listed here. So Ultimate Gray with an A was chosen by Pantone. What are some other companies that have named Grays using? Is that a sentence? Uh, You get what I said. Yeah, I understand you. We're on the same wavelength. We we share that A-gray energy. Thank you. <laughs> so I looked into these some of these different brands, and right away, just in general, I feel like we should say this, a big part of it is whether or not you are in the UK and how you refer to gray versus here. And so literally I literally didn't think of that until just now. <laughs> that's like the main thing when you search gray versus gray is like, it most of them say, oh, it's usually you're in the UK, you refer to it as e-gray. It's not because of the personality types of the words? How I like silly. ours better. Yeah. I like our standpoint much better. But it 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 stands to to mention that. Because I also have a VPN and so I was curious and decided to turn my VPN to the United Kingdom when looking at some of these sites to see if that changed what it said on the site. Okay. Fun fact, it did not change it. It wasn't very fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I should have said fun fact. <laughs> as soon as you said it, I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> at myself, not at you. Um, you can be mad at me. I'm the one who's poking the bear. <laughs> taking his clothes but yeah when i when i changed the vpn it didn't change the e gray or a gray and and the companies and the brands that used a gray were golden liquitex blick prismacolor windsor newton specifically on Payne's gray because all their other grays were e grays that's what i'm curious about yeah and then pantone and then crayola and then in the E-Gray category, we have Windsor Newton and Gamblin. So Windsor Newton is the only art company that we have listed here that has chosen, that, that has gray colors featured that are both E-Grays and A-Grays. From what I noticed, because I, I clocked, I remember on Blick, I remember seeing Payne's Gray spelled A-Gray. Who's Payne? That and... I don't know what that color is named after. My first thought is Chris Payne, CF Payne, 
but I don't think that's right. Unless what? he's that cool to have a color named after him. Is that an artist? It's P-A, yeah. It's P-A-Y-N-E. Uh, you called him Chris Payne? Payne. Chris Payne. You're close. Chris Payne. The color's named after William Payne. Oh. Who painted watercolors in the late 18th century. Definitely not the same Payne because I had him as a professor. <laughs> That would be wild, dude. Wait, what if it is, dude? What if William Gray somehow threw his like? It's uh, a vampire. Maybe he's a vamp. Maybe he's a vampire who like loves watercolor. The more you use Payne's gray, the longer William he Payne lives. lives. <laughs> the pain of life is sucked into Payne's gray. The suffering of all artists transfers to him. I learned so many new things today. Because I didn't know who that color was named after. I didn't either. I did a Google. Tomorrow, I will forget. Although, I will say, associating William Payne with um, a vampire who loves watercolor might stick. It might stick in my head for the rest. (laughs) I might be 20 years down the line uh, telling my husband, like, did you know that there's a vampire named William (laughs) Payne? We named a color after, and he'll be like, Beth, you're losing your mind, and I'm sad about it. I love you. I I only wait for You've flashes told me of like cognizance. a thousand times. Yeah. I hold your hand every night, hoping that you will become the woman who I married yet again. I get glimpses and flashes, and I and I won't leave you because of the commitment that I made so long ago. And I'll be like, Did you know bees can see God? <laughs> color daddy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I do like the image of a vampire that, you know, in their old age, they've been around for so long, they just decide to take up the hobby of watercolor and Wouldn't have this you? like nice relaxing hobby. And then they, oh my god, and then it even makes more sense because they can only paint at night, so they're painting night scenes. So that's why their color is paints gray and it's dark. This is becoming more and more a real thing I might believe in. (laughs) This is the conspiracy that your art friends believes. William Payne is a vampire who's still around only because Andrew had a Payne teacher. So we have we have two in at least two instances of a man whose last name is Payne who Mm -hmm. watercolors. And then that's all you need to get off to the races. Yeah. I've seen conspiracy theories online. I understand the basis of them. We're good. We meet all the criteria. We just need a cult now. Well, we already have we already have painting God yeah. in our mythos. I also And then you um, and I are the prophets. Andrew did at the beginning of this episode suggest that we name the episode 50 Shades of Grey versus Grey, which is a good joke. But I will th- I, I need to present that if we develop a pain cult off of the episode <laughs> 50 Shades of Grey versus Grey, people are going to get the wrong idea about us. <laughs> I'm trying. Crayola. Hey, Crayola. Crayola is real hard to find shit on their website. It took me a very long time. And then finally, I just Googled Crayola Grey. That's what I'm doing right now. And I'm yeah. over here saying that Crayola could have a fun thing on their hands. We should all, you know what? Hey, 
art manufacturing companies, give me a call. I got an idea. It's going to revolutionize the whole industry. You ready for it? The gray battles. <laughs> it's not a regional thing. We're not putting America against the Europe again. They don't want to lose again. <laughs> hey, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like the Twix bullshit where we have I left Twix to say and right Twix. Twix. <laughs> yeah. Here we yeah. go. Let's go ahead and take the Twix thing and apply it to gray versus gray. And all you companies out there who make your paints, you don't have to change the paints at all. All you got to do is call it tall, take half of the tubes, put an A on there. Take the other half of the tubes, put an E on there. It works to create community around hating another community. So you have your A people and your E people. You get your left brains and your right brains. You get your Republicans and your Democrats. You get your dog lovers, you get your cat lovers. There are other ones that I won't outline here because they bum me out, but the A's and the E's could be the same kind of thing. Come on. My job when I'm not doing what I want to do is marketing, and that's for free. That's a good idea. Thanks, Andrew. He's my hype man. Yes, yeah, he's the one job. behind pressing the PowerPoint button. And I'm done with my presentation. Please give me all the money. I have a house that I have to pay off. <laughs> Speaking of Twix and also money. Where are you going with this? Did you put Twix? Did you put money in the Twix, dude? No. no starving artist. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you did not put money in the Twix. I put peanut butter in the mac and cheese. Which is... Very strange, but because because we are so close, I'm going to let you explain yourself. I dare you to try this, dog. So, last week I teased that for my first starving artist, I would talk about what I do when I'm starving for mac and cheese. If you live in the Americas, then you know about Kraft mac and cheese. And if you live where I live, then you know about... Oh, no. What's it called? Happy Bunnies Mac and Cheese? Oh, Annie's? Yeah. Annie's is here, too, in the Midwest. Thank you very much. I never saw it growing up. I only saw it once I moved out here, so I'm not sure who has Annie's and who doesn't, but that's all I buy. Annie's Organic Mac and Cheese, Homegrown Mm -hmm. Bunny Mac and Cheese. Yum, 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 yum. Here's what you do. Get a box of that. No bunnies were were harmed at the making of this mac and cheese. Hope not. Get a box of that. Cook it up normal. You do everything mm-hmm. normal that you would with a box of mac and cheese. You put the cheese in there. You put, I put almond milk, not milk milk. That's just me. Mm-hmm. I do that too. There you go. You got a bowl of mac and cheese. A little al dente. Don't let it be overcooked. There's pasta rules. You got to know the pasta rules. But here's how you spice it up. Number one, two tablespoons of peanut butter. Okay. What does the peanut butter add? What we're going to do to the mac and cheese is we're going to make the mac and cheese have a pad thai vibe. Okay. I found this recipe through a mac and cheese food truck in Detroit back when I went to college. And the one time that I ordered this thing, I couldn't order anything else from their menu because missing out on having this bowl of mac and cheese, I I couldn't afford to do that every time I saw the truck. So I never tried anything else because I loved it so much. And they would put crushed peanuts in. And you could go with crushed peanuts. I like that. I don't have crushed peanuts because my husband's allergic to peanut butter and peanuts. So we don't have a lot of peanut stuff in here. I got peanut butter. So next up, lime. You would think 
cheese and lime? Wouldn't that curdle? Wouldn't that be weird? Well, that's what's great about mac and cheese from a box. It's not real cheese, baby. You can put some (laughs) acid in there and it's not going to change a thing. Squeeze a whole lime into your mac and cheese. Then hot sauce, sriracha. That's the base. If you do, if you do that, lime, peanut butter, and hot sauce, honestly, mm-hmm. just lime will brighten up your mac and cheese in a way that you will have never experienced before. But those three, oh my God, you're going to have a great time. Next, I'm going to hit you with kimchi. Ooh. Take some Korean kimchi, chop it up, throw it in your mac and cheese. How much? I don't know, a third of a cup. Next, always put a little bit of herb in your food. Cilantro is your number one here. If you don't like cilantro, you could do parsley. Also, green onion works really, really nice. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the most delicious thing. Kimchi, lime, peanut butter, hot sauce, and cilantro. <laughs> you can go the extra mile and mm-hmm. add some garlic crisp or some fly by Jing zong sauce. Ooh. That's a little special. Well, my fans, one of my favorite hot sauces. Yum, yum, so good. If you're not like me and you enjoy bean sprouts, if bean sprouts don't taste like dirty water to you, throw those in there. Yum, yum, crunch good. And your mac and cheese experience is going to uh, be revolutionized for the rest of your life. I won't make mac Hmm. and cheese any other way. Okay. Have I sold the peanut butter to you? I think you have. Because I do like pad thai. And I like most of the ingredients you listed. I'm not big on kimchi, but if it's mixed in, I think I could I could stomach it. <laughs> it gives the mac and cheese a little bit of like a uh, uh, I'm going to say funk. And people who like kimchi and fermented food, they know the kind of funk that I'm talking. Yeah. People who don't like kimchi and fermented food are like, I don't want my food to be funky. Well, you do. It gives it a little bit of zing. There's a little bit of danger because your brain's like, this tastes like sour. Sour is bad for mac and cheese. It's actually not. It's actually Then you got the cheese and the peanut butter and probably the almond milk to kind of balance it out. Mm -hmm. No butter. I don't put any butter in this. So that's it. That sounds good. I'm kind of sad because tomorrow it's supposed to blizzard real bad here and I shouldn't go out to the grocery store. But now I want to go to the grocery store and get all the things and try this when it's like blizzarding here and super cold because this sounds like a a cold weather dish. It would be so good. Maybe maybe next week (laughs) or after after the snowstorm dies down. awesome well if you do it let me know i'm really curious how you feel about it. i will i will chronicle the whole thing i take pictures and i'll post it to to twitter when i do it i will i will try it because it does sound pretty good i do like to be adventurous and try different things cool Yeah. yeah i like to add the the there's four ingredients that don't seem like they would work together but they do and it's cheese kimchi lime and peanut butter or rather peanuts yeah it's just a little flavor. So in bomb, the original right? one, they did peanuts instead of peanut butter. Yeah, the original so one that I had. peanut butter is you like scatting, doing your own thing and doing a beep bop, boop, boop, boop. Uh-huh. In the kitchen. Okay. Yep. Original was bean sprouts, sriracha, uh, peanuts, lime, and cilantro. Okay. Very cool. Kind of want to, I kind of want to try both and try like one with peanut butter, one with crushed peanuts. Yeah, dude. I also add chocolate to my curry, so <laughs> I got a bunch of recipes. I could to share. understand how that would. 
I could understand how that would work. Because I feel like sometimes, um, what is it? With spicy stuff, sometimes you add like cinnamon. Uh huh. And it's like something that you wouldn't necessarily think of right away. Like I've read chili recipes that have had cinnamon in addition to the other like spices. I can see that. So I I, I could see chocolate, especially because like baking chocolate is it's so bitter. It takes the edge. No, it's milk chocolate that you add. Oh, it, you do milk chocolate. Uh-huh. If I'm making it with the bricks, if I'm um, making Japanese curry with curry bricks, I like oh to add God, milk chocolate curry. because it's it cuts so the, um, there's kind of like a weird packagey flavor to mm-hmm. the bricks. So yeah, that's what I do. Thank you for joining me and my talking a lot about mac and cheese. That corner. was wonderful. How, do, how does it feel to be on the other side? The good side, the A-gray side of the starving artist discussion. That's what this is, isn't it? There's yep. far less resistance this way. I feel like I'm I'm sliding down the river of yeah, cheese it's... and lime and peanut butter. Do you have an artist you want to share this week? I do. And I found this artist like three weeks ago and I followed them and like screenshotted their page so that I wouldn't forget them. Um, and their name is Gennady Kim. Uh, they're a, a Moscow-based artist, and they create some awesome, juicy portraits. Like, so many cool shapes and interesting caricatures of portraits. Like, the faces are warped sometimes in different ways. I don't know if it's a camera effect of the reference or if they are warping them as they're drawing them, but they're so cool. They're so long. I love them. And they're also really fun colors, usually. They stylize the colors on a lot of them. Just the mark making, though, is the thing that really drew me in. Because when you get down to it, there's so few marks on these portraits, but they convey form and light and shadow and... And everything just so well. Yeah. When you think about portraits, you think of the skin being like perfectly rendered, smooth, porcelain looking. Um, But then when you look at painted portraits, the mark making that Andrew's talking about, it's like there's shapes. There are triangles Mm -hmm. and squares and rectangles that denote the different planes of the face. And this person, he's a master at doing that. Yeah. And and he typically posts um, procreate like process video with each image so you get to see how it was formed too and i love seeing the beginning stages where sometimes he'll take some shapes for the hair and those shapes will make it all the way into the final piece like he won't go in and refine them and make them perfect he'll leave these really cool um almost like chiseled and um Almost like it was drawn with a calligraphy pen where it like goes thick to thin and you can just see how it like forms and creates these really cool shapes. I wonder what it's like to be that confident. Right? Oh, bravo. Tweet at us at your art friends and you can also email us at your art friends pod at gmail.com. Just like Sarah Robbins did. Uh, And Sarah shared with us a picture taken by a local astronaut. And it pictures both Michigan and Ohio. So it, 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 you know, contains our origins. 
A local astronaut? Yes, they're local astronaut. Sarah's local astronaut. You Can you have a local astronaut? This picture's from space, dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just just like my neighbor like, who lives in space. My neighbor. <laughs> It's just my neighbor. His house is empty right now, but, you know, he's an astronaut. Chris Hadfield says the Great Lakes on a clear winter's night from the space station. In a glance, you can see Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Detroit slash Windsor, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, and Quebec. Yo. No Columbus. What? I guess this one's for me then, huh? Yeah, it's more for you than me. Thanks, Sarah. Well, with that... We've come to the self-plugs because we forgot that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can find me at Buffy Red all over the internet. I stream on Twitch on Mondays, noon Pacific Standard Time. And one day I'll figure out what the other day that I will be streaming will be. Maybe I'll never do it. I don't know. But I'm definitely there on Monday. And I'm Schmanderart everywhere. You can find uh, my stuff on my website. And I just opened my online store. Additionally, I will be at both... OhioCon and Amkey or Anime Milwaukee, uh, February 11th through the 13th. And you might ask yourself, Andrew, how can you be in two places at once? Well, I'm sending somebody to work Anime Milwaukee for me. So if you would like to buy my artwork and live in the Milwaukee area, you can do so there. Or you can meet me in person at OhioCon here in Columbus, Ohio, where I will be in real life, selling my artwork. Very cool. Yeah. With that, we have actually come to the end of the podcast. <laughs> sometimes we were serious, and sometimes it was just tomfoolery. Shout out to famed 16th century court jester Tom Fool. But that's just what you get when two friends who met because of a shared love of making things and a bare ass hang out together. Tom Fool was definitely a gray. Art Friends is a More Park Media production. Our music is by Andrew Smith. You can listen to his music on Spotify and iTunes under the name Makeshift Radio. 